Jesse, do you care about the Super Bowl? I care about snacks. Hmm. Pretty much care about snacks. I know that's very like typical of a woman, but I maybe not all, but some for some um, <laughs> women. <laughs> Enough qualifiers. Okay. I want to qualify. You care about snacks. I care about snacks, but it's not that I like care about snacks. I deeply care about snacks. I don't want to put pressure on you, but I feel like you actually deeply only care about one snack. No, Doug. There's only yeah. one snack that you really care I deeply like about. I like all snacks. If I could eat snacks for every single meal, I would. I love snacks. Yeah, but snacks. when it comes to like, okay, a big game, people are coming over, what's your go-to have to have? Everyone that really knows me is going to be like, yep, ruffles, chips. Yep. This is not like a like recipe. What kind of ruffles? It has to be the Ruffles Ruffles brand. There's no, there's no other. Aren't ruffles there like different? The there's different like flavors of Ruffles. Oh, though, it's right? got to be the pure, pure <laughs> Ruffles. And this is not. A no, there's. I don't know anything pure about Ruffles. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> and note, this is not a Julia Child's recipe. This is like the most right. simplest thing ever. Ranch packet, and it has to be the dip ranch packet, and sour cream. But it's got to be the Knutsons or however you say that. It can't be Daisy or light. Or anything like that. It's got to be the full fat sour cream ranch dip. If I'm coming to a party and you really knew me, they would know that that is in tow. Ruffles and ranch dip. Ruffles and ranch dip. I If I was left alone in a room, oh, I don't even know if I left alone in a room. People around. I just, <laughs> I I love it. I love it more than cake. Like truly. More than cake? More than cake. N- this year for your birthday, I'm just going to nope. have a little <laughs> thing of ranch dip with hey, some candles in it. I take it. Take it. <laughs> put, put ranch dip and some candles in it and I'm good. Do you know who's in the football game? Do I know who's in the Niners football game? Niners this- and uh, the other one that's good. That's the Taylor Swift's boyfriend guy. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yes. With, with uh, the cute guy. Cute quarterback guy. <laughs> Gosh, what's his name? It starts with an M, I think. M? I normally know Neither of this. us are very big sports people. This yes. is an embarrassing fact. Is it embarrassing? We don't keep up on sports that much. I watch sports, but, Mahomes, it, but more Patrick for like the the cultural moment of watching sports. Doug, you watch sports. I like sports. I li- I'm, a, I'm the biggest sports fan there is. That's not true. <laughs> Can we share that it's like borderline embarrassing because you feel like you hang out with a bunch of guys and... Everyone is a sports. sports fan, but I did not growing up watching sports. I grew up like drawing like a yeah. weirdo or something. <laughs> <laughs> you you grew up skateboarding, surfing, looking at art. You want to go to a museum with Doug? Yeah. He'll know everything. Yeah. I can point out a Liechtenstein from like 800 feet away, but I can't tell you who's like good. Yeah. Like what's the Yankees like pitcher like right now? Like who is that? <laughs> no clue. Uh, does anyone know who the Yankees pitcher is? I'm sure is? people do. There's guys. That I feel like I sit around. Everyone from New York is screaming <laughs> at their radio. That's <laughs> right. Did you just say radio? People listen to the radio still. Oh Today we are talking about toxic positivity. Oh, geez. Is this what's going to happen after every time I say that word? I'm just wanting, I want you to feel the positivity of toxic positivity. Yes. Toxic positivity. This is something, did I have this idea or did you? I think it was me. I think it was you. I think it was me um, from a group that we actually had that we were leading. And someone was talking about all the toxic positivity things. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great to talk about. I wonder if anyone else have in the infertility community has thoughts on that. I put it up on Instagram. We've never had more responses to any question <laughs> of all time. Hundreds, not, hundreds and hundreds. Not that I thought that they wouldn't have thoughts, but yeah. that sounded like I thought they didn't have thoughts. But it's like, mm, I wonder if this is something that would interest people right. to have this be a full episode. 
I, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people like answering that question, which just shows that this is a topic that people want to talk about and how it feels, how it feels, what is it, what is toxic positivity and what it feels like. And then what can we do about it if there is anything that we can do about this? But we're going to try to get to the bottom of it today. So this might not be the Super Bowl, but this is the Super Bowl of podcast topics. And I think we're going to have just as many listeners as people that watch the Super Bowl. That's what I'm hoping for. Get your ruffles and your ranch dip. This is infertility and toxic positivity. I wish I had that right now. Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. The topic of toxic positivity is a complicated one because you can be positive about things. That's kind of my first question, Jesse, is what do we mean by toxic positivity? If I were feeling like I'm a positive person, like, oh, I like to think about, you know, on the positive side, I'm a glass half full kind of person. Am, am I toxic? You, you, you're talking about yourself because that's exactly right. what you are. <laughs> I'm wondering, am I toxic? No, uh, but for real, I think that like the question of what's the difference between just being a more positive person or, or thinking positively and then when does it become toxic positivity? What's, how do we start to you know, figure out the difference between the two? Well, the definition of toxic positivity is the pressure to only display positive emotions, suppressing any negative emotions or feelings or reactions or experiences. Okay. So you can be a positive person as all get out. But if that means that you are not feeling the negative emotions towards that, or someone is invalidating your negative emotions, which I feel like is what we're going to talk about a lot today, is you say you're sad and then someone's like, oh, don't be. It's like you are suppressing those person's feelings and your emotions. And I just think with toxic positivity, what it boils down for me is that you are not allowed to be sad. And I feel like as a culture, we do that. We always say, look on the bright side. At least it's not this. Somebody has it worse, blah, 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 blah. But if you actually individually interviewed every person on earth, which that would be a task, (laughs) I think that every single person would say that's not true. Right. That they would say that, no, if you're having something happen to you that's really sad, you're allowed to be sad. But as a culture, we shame sad. Yeah. It's like my brain cracks. I don't know how that happens. I I totally agree with you that on an individual level, I think people make room for being sad. Like, oh, of course, of Of course, course. of course, you know, it's, it's really sad. Your dog dies. Are you supposed to experience that as all happy with only positive emotions? No. But I think what we put forward and show people is a, you know, a strong face, a smiling face, you know, something that's like, well, you just got to keep going, you know, the show must go on kind of a thing. And let's look on the bright side, keep going. So almost like on the outside, we're displaying this positivity at all costs, even though individually we know we can be sad. Somehow those wires don't ever cross and we don't ever display a sense of sadness publicly sometimes. Totally. And I think the difference between like you were saying, like being positive or being optimistic and the difference between toxic positivity is I feel like toxic positivity is afraid to 
You have your real life experiences. And an optimistic person is is someone who can see this thing happening and have space for when things get tough. I feel like that's a good way of breaking it down. Yeah. So an optimistic person is someone who is looking on the yeah. positive side of things, yet when it's clearly time to be sad, they can be sad. Yes. Yes. I think there's a difference between being optimistic and toxic positivity. And I think yeah. the biggest difference is an optimistic person is probably going to look on the bright side and they're probably going to look Doug Brown on the half glass full (laughs) or whatever that saying is, but you're not afraid of when it is sad to feel sad. Right. I think that's an optimistic or a positive person and toxic positivity, which I think we even do within ourselves is that we think, Oh, we can't be sad or negative emotions are bad. Or I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. I can't feel that. I just got to stay positive. I got to stay optimistic. Because if I let that in, then something might not work or something will happen or it'll be too big to have to feel. So I think also a thing that we could clarify is I think we have toxic positivity thoughts within ourselves and just receiving so many toxic positivity lines when you say you're struggling with infertility and the lines that you get just get back. There's no wonder people have a hard time talking about this crap. Totally. Like there's just no wonder. Of the hundreds of responses, what do you feel like was the most common one? Would you say? Yeah, actually, that was going to be my next question is where are people at on this? So I think you've, we've set up this distinction really good that there's positivity and there's optimism, but that's not what we're talking about. Right, so no. even just to clarify for yeah. people, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm an optimistic person, that's great. I'm an optimistic person too. If, if you are more kind of like a glass half full, you know, silver linings kind of, that's fine. And we have podcasts where we talk about that kind of stuff all the time. This is not that. We're not talking about you. We're talking about toxic positivity. Yes. And maybe the the key defining thing of toxic positive, and tell me if I'm getting this right. The key defining thing of toxic positivity is that it makes no room for sadness. Yes. It's kind of like positivity only. Yes. You know, it's it's that same same type of positivity that someone who's yeah. a positive person might have. But if there's no room for anything else, that's when you get too much of it, it becomes toxic. Right. Is that right? Is that, is that Yes. So is that what other people are feeling? What are the, oh. these hundreds of comments? What's going on? These hundreds of comments are so good. But what's interesting is we kind of all say the same thing. Oh, there's a similar a through there's a, line. There's a through line with the infertility community. I love a good through line. Is It's very just be positive. Just be positive. Have faith is one of them. Don't give up. Um, everything happens for a reason. Oh my gosh, if I could abolish one saying, I think that would be the one that I would abolish. It'll happen for you. Someday it'll happen. At least you already have a kid. You know, mm. anything with at least. Anything with at least. Yeah. Fill in the blank. That would be a good thing just to stop saying to people who are struggling with infertility. Anything yes. that starts with at least. Yes. You have so much to be grateful for. Um just stay positive and will happen. Everything happens for a reason. You still have time. You're so young. And this one, I feel like is a big one. A lot of people said it. At least you can get pregnant. At least you can. And then a lot oh, of- Oh, that feels real good after you've had a yes, loss. Totally. Yes. Hey, well, at least you can get pregnant. At least you had gone through the worst thing anyone can go through. Yes. Losing a loved one. Yes. Yeah, yep, yep. You're next. You're so strong. It could be worse. I feel like it could be worse is so 
hard to hear when you're struggling with infertility because I struggled that in, within myself. Yeah. So you are feeding the fire of my own insecurity. It could be worse. That keeps me in crap. It could be worse. It could be worse. Like, and I feel like what all this toxic positivity things is stuff that we, that we fight within ourselves. It's things that we already doubt about mm, ourselves. Right. And I think that just stay positive, all those things. It's like, we already battle that within ourselves. Like I hear the people say it in our groups all the time yeah. is, well, I wasn't, I wasn't very positive or I wasn't very happy or I didn't feel anything. So that's why it didn't work or whatever. So mm. it's like, it's, it's, but I think the biggest one where that happens is people have it worse. Cause I think in the infertility community, you feel sometimes like you don't have a seat at the table. Yeah. I've had people say that a lot. They don't feel like they have a seat at the table because they haven't had as, as bad or they uh, haven't done an IVF cycle or they've never had a miscarriage, but they've been struggling for seven years. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. of so course. What's the emotions going on there? Cause I am totally tracking with you. What does it feel? Oh, good. Feel? Thank God. I have what, someone tracking with me. <laughs> what does it feel like to be in that position? Like, does it feel dismissive. Like I, I get what you're saying of like, okay, these people are saying, look on the bright side. And part of me, part of that hurts partly because I too am saying those things to myself. It yes. could be worse. I don't have it as bad as this person or even like this other person. I literally know like my friend over right. here who's done this. I do have a kid, you know, yes. we, we were able to get pregnant yes. even though we had a lot like, yep. is it that, when they say something like that, it brings up this like shame that you feel those things too, or does it feel like don't confirm those things? Does it feel like you're being dismissed? I'm just wondering what's the feeling? I think a little bit of both. I think not every single comment that is toxic positivity makes you doubt yourself. Like just be positive. is like everyone or just relax. I think everyone in the infertility community knows that's BS. Like everybody's like, okay, that's the most ignorant comment I've ever heard. Like, and that was a big one. Just relax, you know, be positive, go on vacation, have some wine, go on a holiday, you know, those kind of things. It's like, I think everybody in the infertility community knows that that's bull crap, but it's, it's these other little ones where it's like, well, aren't you grateful for what you have? It's like, well, of course I'm grateful for what I have. But then it's like, I know a lot of secondary infertility people are like, but am I like, should I just stop? Because I do have something. I do have this miracle. I do have this blessing, whatever you call it, whatever. And, and then those comments of, you know, well, somebody has it worse or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, I guess. So now my story doesn't feel as sad. So I think that's there too. But I think as a whole, and what I feel like I'm taking away from people's responsive of what it feels like to get a toxic positivity comment is invalidating. Invalidating dismissive and that we can't be sad. So we should be experiencing this super vulnerable, tender, anxiety provoking, depressive provoking, depression invoking thing, happy. Mm. And we shouldn't have any sadness about it. And that just feels like- Very invalidating. Very, very, very invalidating. And can you imagine, like, let's just paint this picture. Can you imagine, like, if we really thought about it, which I know I'm really driving this point home, but I, it's going to get there. <laughs> someone who let's just say, let's, let's take someone who is like waiting for their embryo to be unthawed yeah. and it doesn't work. Can you imagine telling that person to relax? Can you imagine that person? Or being just like, like think on the bright side, you think know? on the bright side, like that's going to have any control over that. And, th- and there is a thousand things like that in the infertility community where it's like, 
not even like relaxed doesn't even do it. Like I don't even have control over mm-hmm. being relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like, and infertility is something that is stressful. So you're invalidating that it's stressful and that they should be experiencing it happy and go lucky and just like chimes on their feet, skipping down the street. It's like, that's just, but I, I go back to what I said in the beginning, but if we individually interviewed every single person on earth, I think we would all disagree that that's true, that you have to be happy all the time. Or if you have something sad, which there's a bigger, there's a bigger issue here of like people don't understand why infertility is sad. So there's, there's at play here, but still it's just so, so, so invalidating, isolating, dismissive, and that you can't feel any sort of negative emotion at all. When I think about toxic positivity and what you're saying, I feel as if when someone says something that's overly toxically positive, I feel like what's happening to me or when I get a comment like that, I feel as if someone is not reflecting back to me, my reality, you know, Mm. as as if I put out this information and what comes back to me is not (laughs) reality. You know, it's some other form of reality. I mean, it's really discombobulating in terms of even how I view myself and I view the world. It's as if you were to walk in front of a mirror and you've just been beaten up, right? You just like got jumped or something and right. you're all beat up. You got a black eye and your clothes are all ripped, hair all undone. And you look in the mirror and what you see reflected back to you is this perfectly done up person right. with, you know, all, all you'd be like, this doesn't match. Right. You know, uh, that's not, you look down, you're like, this is what, what's going on? This well, mirror's broken. <laughs> right. Right. You know, or you're like this, something is majorly off in what's happening in this situation. And are you, can, can you imagine like someone seeing you from the outside looking like that and just being like, people have it worse, honey. People yeah. have it worse. Have faith and God will heal the wounds. Yeah. Basically take that outside image and put it on what's going on inside someone who's struggling with infertility. And that's what it looks like. Totally. It's just invisible. Totally. And I think that's how, that's why toxic positivity at at my first thought at first glance is so difficult is because what I'm presenting to you is not being reflected back to me. You know, if someone were to say, oh my gosh, oh, this is the worst thing ever. How are you feeling? Right. How can I help? You're like, okay, what I just put out there seems to be getting a reaction that is matching my own internal world. And I think that's at the heart of a lot of where people get missed. Yes. I feel like toxic positivity is all is a lot about getting missed. You yes. know, invalidation is all about being missed. And I think people are getting missed. And I, I think a, a huge reason why is that people don't like to be sad. You know, nobody wants to just supr- in general. Nobody wants to just surprise. Now I'm going to be sad. They they want to almost force a positive image on people, force a positive spin on things. Because who wants someone to be sad? Who wants a loved one to be sad? Who wants your sister to be sad? Who wants your brother to be sad? So you get this information. You're like, well, there's got to be something good to think about. You know, there's got to be some type of positive way we can think about this because I don't want you to be sad. And how many people have heard that? You know, how many, how many times have we heard that being sad is not bad? You know, it's not bad 
to be sad. Yes. You're actually experiencing it correctly. Yeah. I would say. Infertility is sad. It's a loss of so many things and so much grief. You are experiencing it correctly if you are sad. I'm so sorry if you have been missed, unseen, invisible, all those things when you share how you're doing, even if it's just a little speck of the story, because as us infertility people, we like to trickle truth it out. <laughs> right, we like yeah. to test the waters, yeah. see if you're safe enough, you know, that you have felt that way. You, you are right. You are right. Experiencing it, sad, hard, having bad days, feeling anxiety, feeling grief, that is correct. Yeah. Is that a little strong? <laughs> no, I think that's that's true. And I, I think that's what people need when they express yeah. the pain that they've gone through during infertility. They right. need what needs to be reflected back to them is reality. Right. And the reality is, is that it is sad. Nine times out of 10, it's sad. Probably 10 times out of 10, it's sad. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have something You're not doing make you wrong. sad. And for a situation to be sad, and to reflect that back and then to say, what can I do for you? How can I be there for you? Right. There, Of course, there are probably silver linings and some people are more positive and they may actually jump to that fairly quickly and you can meet them in that. Not me. But, but <laughs> reflecting back reality should always be what we're looking for yeah. and what we're looking to do when someone is sharing with us. Right. The second thing I would say is that positivity in general I think is like cheese. Okay. <laughs> what kind of cheese? Like a, like here? a good thick cheese. More detail. What's your favorite cheese, Jesse? Blue cheese or goat cheese. Goat cheese? Yeah. Goat cheese. Goat cheese is a great example. Because it's the best cheese. I love goat you think, cheese. Do you like a good herbed goat yes, cheese? I like a good herbed. Trader Joe's, I buy that herbed goat cheese all the time. <laughs> right. I think positivity in general is like cheese. And cheese is out there. And sometimes we get to eat cheese and it's great. Every time I love eating cheese. Same. Not everyone can eat cheese. So don't take this uh, analogy too far. Okay. But you know, when you are eating and you see some goat cheese on your like top of your meal, you're like, oh, I love goat cheese. And I think you take it for what it is. Right. I don't think everybody likes goat cheese either, but that's t that's a podcast for another time. Whatever. When we do, when we do infertility and cheese, that's infertility it. and goat cheese <laughs> and goat cheese. That's a topic for another time. Whatever your brand of cheese is, maybe Baby Bell. Some people like a, a hard cheese, like Parmesan. Yes. Oh, I love Parmesan. Oops, I like all cheese. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you sit down and the waiter says, oh, "Would you like some cheese on top of your pasta?" And you're like. Yes. Of course. Of course. Just keep it coming, right? Yep. Just grate it down I need to a your little knuckles. I need a mountain of cheese on my pasta. Place the mountain of cheese on my pasta. It's like, great. You love, I love cheese. Do you know the only reason I make them stop is because I'm embarrassed? I'm like, <laughs> you don't stop them because you're like, that's how much cheese I yes. want. It's like, I'm embarrassed at how much <laughs> yes, cheese I've got. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not telling you to stop because I'm actually done. I'm telling you to stop because there's five people looking at me and this is borderline embarrassing. Sony so in the back of the restaurant. Oh, God. <laughs> so you can go. You're done. You're done. <laughs> they just start charging you for how much yes, cheese you're Yes. Getting. So, right. You, it's, everyone loves cheese, you know, or like, Cheese and crap. I'm stressing this because yes, I feel what like is the analogy here? cheese comes up all the time, all the time, right? It's in meals, all the place, and it's good. It's great. But here's the problem. If you had a diet that only consisted of cheese, maybe it would be great for like a day or two. 
But day three, day four, serious things would start to happen inside (laughs) of your body, right? Maybe even after one day. If you're like, you know, cheddar in the morning, blue cheese at lunch, some goat cheese and a baby bell at dinner. by itself? Just by itself. You're going to have some gastrointestinal issues, I'd say, right? Things aren't... It it would almost become toxic, right? Like you get... (laughs) Boom, mic drop. There There we go. There it is. (laughs) There it is. It would become toxic. Your cheese diet would become toxic. And I'm worried that if in the infertility process, you try to maintain a 100% cheese diet, you're going to not make it very far. And that, that would probably be my biggest thought in this whole thing is that I like being positive. So this is from one positive person to another, if this is you. It's okay to be positive. I don't think you'll make it very far if you stick to the 100% cheese diet, or we can transition now and say positivity diet. If- this is the greatest analogy of my head. <laughs> I had no idea how this was going to go. I was like, this is going to flop and it's just... <laughs> cheese toxic that it could become toxic the cheese could become toxic i was trying to think of like what is something that would literally hurt everyone just destroy you if you only i mean it would be cheese right yeah i don't know if i've ever eaten cheese by itself i mean i have like crackers and cheese or i've had like a okay string cheese but like i mean i don't eat string cheese that's maybe the one cheese i don't like but it's like if you had that for breakfast lunch and dinner every day yeah it would become toxic i call it riding the lightning you know um, oh, wow. I've tried it all cheese all the time. Doesn't really work. No, I've actually never tried that, but I do like a good just cheese. I have actually one time I was skiing, I was snowboarding actually, but I was at a ski resort and I saw someone with a brick of cheddar cheese mm-hmm. on a chairlift, just going up a chairlift. Is it good protein? Does it keep you going? Does it keep you warm? I have no idea, but can you have- can you imagine? There's no judgment. I if would that like- hits you wrong, you're in <laughs> ski pants with a brick of cheese in your hand. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. Where do you put that? Do you eat the whole thing? Like, where do you put that in your pant? I mean, I would imagine you could wrap that thing up and just yeah, stow it away. It in your pocket you know? and zip it up. It's very cold on a mountain. That's true. That's true. Like this a is a ridiculous example, but I, I want... I, I want to tran like if I can transition honestly, I don't want you to be the man eating the brick of cheese in ski pants. Or do you? Because that I, I want to hang out with that guy. I want to hang out with that guy. I have lots of questions for that human. <laughs> like why just lots. I love it. Seemed very happy. Um yeah, sure he was. But that's the problem is if you maintain a one hundred percent positivity diet it will become toxic. And I think that 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 is partly, well, one, sometimes people do try to do that and it drives their partner insane. And eventually it will drive that person insane. You kind of have that. that. (laughs) You can have that like cracking moment where you're like, I, it all comes at once. You know, you've tried to be positive for as long as you can. And then just the floodgates come and you, you kind of lose it. Right. And I've been there. I've been there where I'm just positive, 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 positive. And you just can't maintain it very long. It's so scary to be sad. I, yeah. No one wants to be sad. It's, I think we're, yeah. uh, if you talk to our psychologists that we have on a lot, they say that we as people are pain avertant people. We avoid pain at all costs, not only physical pain, but emotional pain. And I think nobody wants to be in emotional pain. When you're being positive and going down that road, are you conscious of that? 
that doesn't feel very conscious. It it's feels, like subconscious. Yeah, there's like this, I don't want to look down the dark hallway. Yeah. I want to go towards where the light is. And it's more, you know, encouraging and motivating for me to say, well, at least we got pregnant. Right. We know that that was good. So let's try the next round. You know, it's right. really scary to look down the long, dark hallway of infertility and go, I wonder what's in these rooms. Oh, you know, it's like, that's terrifying. Who, who wants to go down there? Right. And, and because this is the perfect scenario for you and you are this way, are you know the hallways there and choosing to not do it? Or literally is just your brain like only thing positive, only thing positive, only thing positive. And it's oh, like- Oh, I'm sprinting down the hallway towards the one glimmer of, <laughs> of but is light. But con- what I'm trying to say is, is it conscious? Because I don't think you realize that you were doing that until you explode in my experience with you. And I don't mean explode like angry, like until it all falls out. That's what I'm trying to ask you. Yeah, I think it's just fuzzy, you know? It, fuzzy. It, it depends a lot on how much- in, you know, how internal you are, how much yeah. like, internal thought life you have. Right. There's a lot of variables. For me, it, it was more conscious. How the, however, I don't think for everyone it's more conscious. Yeah. It was all, a choice. All I know is, is, is it is like this. I'd rather be looking towards the light and, and be thinking on the positive side. But again, th- there's just a shelf life for how long you can do that. Right. It's as if you're committing to a cheese diet, you know, like you're, <laughs> you, co- cheese diet. you commit to that positivity diet and eventually it becomes toxic because you just can't take it. The, it, the reality is, is that it's sad. 90% of these rooms are, are dark and the hallway is dark. And if you, and you just avoid it for so much, you get that breaking point the, to transition. I think this is also why we don't like when people shove the positivity on us, right? We're maybe in a moment of embracing how sad something yes. is and they go, well, you shouldn't do that. It, it, this is what it feels like. Well, yeah. you shouldn't do that. Look at the light, look at the light. As if we have come to them for this moment of rest from our cheese diet, you know, like, please yeah. give me a glass of water, maybe a saltine cracker right. or some bread, and they're like, have you tried aged cheddar and right. down your throat? <laughs> like, no. And that's funny, but the rea- like how miserable is that to kind yeah. of have a positivity diet shoved down your throat when you've kind of come to them for a moment of rest from that. Right. You know? And I could see a positive person like you it almost validating that you should stay positive. Be like, me, don't yeah, be for, sad. For me, I will gobble that up. Yeah. I'll be like, right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I said anything. Uh, I'm totally happy. But for me, it enrages every part of my natural born soul. Yeah. So it doesn't do that to me. It makes it almost like I want to be sadder or I want to be mean or I want to be more dramatic or I want to be like, how dare you? Like what? So it's so funny. I've never thought about that. That it probably validates the positive person and the optimistic person that you shouldn't have. It's still in dismissive that you shouldn't be sad, but then you're like, oh, yep, right. Should have thought it anyway. And, but for another kind of personality, like moi, it enrages me. Yeah. It just makes me feel mad and sad. And then if I'm really, really mad and sad, I'll just shut down. And it's a miss. You've missed me and it's gone. I think it does enrage the person who wants to feel something else besides positive. Somebody who wants to sit in the emotions. And I think it only prolongs 
yeah. the eventual meltdown of the positive person. Especially you know? someone who is in the infertility community that is trying to embrace the grief. Yeah. Trying to embrace the sadness. Like, let's just think about it for a minute. And then you come to that person and say, well, at least it's not this, or you already have one, or at least it was early. Oh, don't say that in my presence. If you say that in my presence, I will be kindly spicy to you. I want to take a caveat if I can. And Please just have it be more about cheese. No, it's not about cheese. Um, but just to also say that I think that this is a nuanced, difficult topic. Is it fair to say that? What is infertility? Well, yes, but no, just positivity, toxic positivity in general. Because I do think that there is a movement in the world, you know, the power of positive thinking, yeah. manifesting your future. And right. I think there are times when we can get in a rut of seeing the negative of everything. Yeah. And we do need to kind of say, let's focus on the positive. Let's yes. use the power of positive psychology and positive thinking to motivate ourselves forward. You know, let's let's not write our vision for ourselves as I want to be a teacher. I, I am a teacher. And you right. kind of you bring it into existence. Right. Um so I, I don't like you almost don't want to throw that. There's some good stuff there. You don't right. want to throw that out. Well, I, I always say if if we were if we're still trying to grow our family through infertility, whichever way, there is still hope that you have that it works out. Right. And you're probably hoping that it works. Yeah. So there's positive. You know? Like positivity is a powerful tool, even as you're going throughout infertility. You know, yeah. you sh- like things start to look good, and you start to feel hopeful and positive. Yeah. I think what we're talking about here, though, when it comes to toxic positivity is these are people who are in the midst of trauma, in the midst of probably one of the most difficult things they've ever gone through. We want to have room in those scenarios to meet them where they're at, provide for them a a reflection of reality that is accurate and not forcing them to just be positive. You know, because I think that's where it starts to feel real toxic is I get the (laughs) this is a real story. So I don't want to make light of it, but I'm thinking of the movie. So I I'm thinking of, do you remember the movie, um, captain Phillips? Yes. With Tom Hanks. Yes. Based on the real story, but yes. that, that captain, I really want really to say the, most... the line that is the famous line, but is that what you're going to say? No. From that movie? What's I'm the, the captain. Line. Line. Right, I'm the captain the, now. Yes, of course. That's the I'm the captain line. now. And the memes like are just perfect. Yes. It's like, I'm the captain now. Yeah. Me. No, I'm thinking of in the movie, if you've ever seen it, Captain Phillips gets rescued after what seems to be like one of the most traumatic ordeals ever. So funny. I can't think of another scene of that movie besides the I'm the captain now. Really? I'm like, what are you going to say? <laughs> when he's brought back to the uh, ship. Okay. And Tom Hanks does a brilliant job of acting at you know, someone. Yeah. Someone who's so traumatized. They're, they're truly disoriented. And, and that, that person who's working with him, I believe I'm, I'm saying this right is an actual trauma worker. Yes. Is that it's not an actor. Now it's I remember. someone who actually does that sort of thing for the Navy. And they were, he was acting as if he was traumatized and they were taking him through that, that sort of thing. And it's very much so about stabilizing that person. And that's a, that's a very extreme case of physical trauma. Um, but I just think in a situation like that, imagine if someone was overly positive in a situation like that, it would feel so inappropriate, right. you know? I mean, uh, someone like that is so trained to stabilize someone, help them feel like they are safe, that they're cared for, and that th- that they're out of the trauma, and that this is a place where they can rest, the lower their heart rate. 
I mean, we could take a note out of that book and, and think when someone comes to us in the midst of a miscarriage, years of struggling, bad news, and they're struggling with it, I want to provide a, an environment that feels safe, like they can let their hair down, that they can rest, that they can be honest, that they can process and cry, and that I'm a safe person. Those are the things I think we should be offering to people who are coming to us with infertility, not a level of positivity in a moment like that. Does that make sense? Yes. And I just think toxic positivity analogy and Captain Phillips, that just, that's just where I go. That's just where my brain goes. <laughs> Of like, oh, Tox Tox TV. You know what movie I'm thinking about? Captain Phillips. I'm in a very uh, analogy mood. You right are. Now. You are. You are. That was hilarious. You're absolutely right. You're ap- You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Can I, can I say one thing before we move on to how the hell do we handle this? <laughs> yes. I just want to talk to the person that maybe is really feeling like other people have it worse. And I just want to say other people do have it worse. The person that has it worse, there's a person that has it worse than that person. Like there's everywhere you look, you could see that someone else has it worse or has been through more trauma or whatever. It doesn't mean that your grief is not valid, that your pain is not valid. It's pain. It's pain. It's sadness. It's grief. It's all that. So yes, people, someone in the world probably has it worse. I would assume, you know, and maybe it's not even has anything to do with infertility. It has to do with hunger or whatever. It's like, but that doesn't mean that your story is not worth grieving and processing and being seen. And it doesn't mean that you should invalidate yourself. Your grief is real. Your pain is valid. It's okay for both of these things to exist, that other people have it worse and that your pain matters. I have a very simple thought about how we could live in a world with toxic positivity. Okay. Get the hell out. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, No, but I think you have a thought. Do you have a thought? And then I'll work on my thought as you have a thought. I do have a thought. Um, and I <laughs> hate to do it, but I, hate, I have to go back to the cheese. Here we go. Buckle up. I think there's just a bit of reframing we could do and re-understanding that we could do about the idea of positivity and why people offered that to us. And when we need someone to be there for us, I do think we need to find people who can be there for us. But when we're in that moment and someone offers us something positive, I think if we can reframe what's happening in that scenario and take some of the power away from it, it might help us kind of bounce away from that scenario faster without being as affected. That would be the goal, right? Hmm. Is to not allow the toxic positivity to stick with us for as long, you know? Yeah. I think there's multiple ways to do that. And I'm sure I have a feeling I know which what you're going to say um, for how to cut down on that positivity diet yep. and get like making sure that you get lots of things in your emotional diet. Yes. If that makes get sense. Get some pasta. Come on. We got to like. Yeah. Like how, to, how do you consume cheese? other things than just positivity? I think I know where you're going to go with that. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm more concerned with you're sitting there and someone's just like 
giving you all the hammering you on the head with the like all the classic positivity things. Is there a way that we can reframe that to be less about you and more about their fear or inability to go negative? Oh, that's good. Does that make sense a little bit? So say, say I'm sitting here and I offer to this person over here that I'm feeling very down about infertility. We have, we just had some, some bad things happen. We feel kind of beat up about it. We're not in a good place. And then this person says, Oh, well it could have, you know, that's happens for a lot of people. I know that, you know, maybe you're next that, you know, I heard there's like, you know, some people go through that. Don't worry. You're going to be next. You just got to keep going. Um, these things take time. All it's all in God's timing and just like, you know, just got to you got to stay up and keep going. Stay positive. That's what they offer. Is it possible to reframe that of are you serious? That's the last thing I wanted you to say. Now I feel like crap. To oh, you're not open to my sadness. You know, this is not a place. You you basically in a way just said, "Oh, I don't have the capacity for that." You know, I haven't yeah. I haven't learned that skill set yet. <laughs> Guess I'm learning that. And I yet. don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but sometimes that's like our family, that's our yeah. siblings, our moms, our dads, friends, our friends, coworkers, like coworker, our boss or whatever. Yeah. They kind of say, "Oh, I haven't upgraded that skill set yet and I don't have the capacity for it." So then instead of it just viewing it more like that. So instead of going, "Oh, those words hurt so bad," going, "Oh, shoot. Well, there's definitely something to grieve there, especially if it's like your mom or something or, or your sister or your best friend that right. in your whole world right. is doesn't have that capacity. You go, shoot, well, I wanted this to work out, but then I think you got to do something with that, which we'll talk about in a second. But I, I almost just wonder if a reframing like that would then take the power out of it because the words that they're saying is, oh, just relax. It'll happen. But what I don't want to put words or thoughts in their mind. But what, this what, is what they are basically saying. But what I view them as saying is, I don't quite have the capacity to go do that. Whatever you're needing, I don't know yeah. if I have the capacity to do. But but I do want to say, keep going. You're going to do great. Like you just keep trying, keep trying. It's going to be okay. Don't be sad. That is, in my opinion, someone who hasn't just quite grown into the capacity of maintaining or or having the capability to hold someone's sadness. Yes, there's something to grieve that that person may be someone that you wanted to be able to do that with. Really hard if that's your spouse, your partner in life. Yeah, that is really hard. Um, And then then there's like some work maybe that can be done. Um, But I feel very unseen and unheard. But if we can reframe it a little bit, we might be able to bounce away from it a little faster. And I don't want to, there's a lot of caveats there, but I, right. I'm just, I'm just trying to ease the blow by reframing that it's not that this person just is like forcing you to be positive. It's that they just don't have the capacity yeah. to be anything other than positive. Yeah. And they're probably doing that in their own life. Right. But then I do think there's other work to be done. What would you say? Well, being someone that always constantly goes to anger, um, <laughs> how I got through 15 years of being a hairdresser and five of those years struggling with infertility and then adoption and foster care and good Lord, the comments that come with that, um, the toxic positivity that comes with that, um, is I literally, you know, staples the store, how it has that little staple button. 
Yeah, like the easy button. The easy button. Easy button. That's yeah. what it is. But it's Staples made it, right? Yeah. Easy, whatever. I think so, yeah. I literally had that in my head as an image when someone would start doing that to me. And the only word that would pop into my head is ignorant. I would just say ignorant. And I would like hit that easy button like, Fit. now, I think that's a little angry. That feels a little angry. I like the word capacity, not ignorant, but. <laughs> I'm so, well, let me get there. I think what took a long time was to change that button. Was, oh, I'm actually just sad. Oh, I think I have something that I need to grieve. And it was the process that, I, and this is, you'd be proud of me, that I don't do anymore. I almost view them as, oh, exactly how you said it. Almost like, I, I view it as kind of like sad. Like, I'm like, oh, shoot. I thought you were going to be a person that would not give me that. And you are. So that's a little sad. I'm not saying that ignorant is not something that I did for a long time. And some is like, if someone really says something horrible, I still kind of go there and hit that easy, ignorant button of like, yeah, yeah, but I'm really trying. And it took a long time with therapy for me to be less angry, be less angry and to have the, the button not be ignorant. It, I mean, it's still true. It's still true. But, but the ignorance was attached to my anger. Yeah. Instead of, ignorance being attached to sadness or they don't have the capacity or they never learned how to sit with people in their sadness. That's what, that's what I always think. I always bring it back to childhood, which is people only knew what was going on in my mind when they would like say things to me. But like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I think ignorant can still be the word. It's just what's behind. Yeah. That it's not thought. like an angry ignorant. It's like, Oh, just, we hit your capacity. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we hit your capacity and you're sadly a little ignorant in this area. Okay. And again, I hate to throw this caveat in there. We're not talking about someone who's just a positive person. It's someone when confronted with the very saddest things in life. Are you life, protecting your people group? Your yes. Positive I'm people protecting group? my people group. <laughs> um, but when presented with the very saddest of realities, has nothing else to offer besides, well, just keep going, be positive, be happy. You're going to be okay. You know, it's, it's not someone who's a more positive person who throws a positive thing in every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. I go of my thought, I would just had this just popped in my head. What would you say to the person that is like you that runs towards the light and runs towards the positivity and doesn't like to sit in the negative emotions? Like, what would you say to them? Like, like I just go back to that example of it that you can only do it for so long. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. only be positive for so long. I, w- I would say There's a lot of great philosophy books about positivism and things like that. And yeah. how just, it eventually just, it becomes absurd, you know? Yeah. Right. The idea of only positive all the time becomes absurd. So I think it's not that you can't be positive for a long time. Right but I don't think you can do it forever and it will spoil. And I think one thing being married to someone who is a positive person is I think I've asked you a couple times, when's the last time you've been sad? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you've not even like broke down because Lord knows I don't need you to cry necessarily. Mm-hmm. But when is the the last time you have had like a negative thought towards this or sad thought towards this or whatever? I yeah. feel like that would be something if I was, if I was a positive person, <laughs> I sound like I'm such a, you're really not Biatch. a negative person. I'm really, yeah. I'm not a negative person. I just. You're just a feeler. You I'm feel. I feel it. I feel it. I feel all the feels. So if someone is reframing the positivity into a new light to be, oh, this is maybe I've hit someone's capacity. What then else do they need to do? Like what's a healthy thing for someone who's in the midst of something like this, getting a lot of positive 
ness from people and it's becoming kind of toxic, toxic. Yeah. positivity toxic positivity yeah um i mean i i'm just i'm sharing from my experience my own experience is when and it's super simple when i had people that saw me and could not give me toxic positivity and i had those people in my life the comments when i would get toxic positivity went down it went less angry. It went more to just sad and, oh, that's just what you think. And no one taught you how to be sad with people. That's sad. So, but it was because I had people in my life that saw me and wasn't giving me toxic positivity. I think a phenomenal place to to have that is our process groups, but shameless plug, <laughs> shameless plug. But, um, no, I'm proud of those freaking pasta scoops. There's no shame. <laughs> no shame. Um, it's a great place to start. But I think with my friend group, I had to be vulnerable and say, this is what I need yeah. instead of this. I even have like funny stories. And I forgive me if I've already shared this on a podcast. I feel like some people binge these things and I'm like, oh, I probably already said this. But <laughs> here I go again. Is I had a group text with my girlfriends after I would do hair for the day and have like eight clients. And I literally would like count like, got four, just be positives today. Got four, like just, oh, you'll adopt and then you'll get pregnant kind of things. And it was like helpful to have like a place where I could like put that and they could meet me with the ridiculousness of it and be seen. Because I think when you are isolated and completely alone, it's really easy to let those thoughts fester. I'm not saying that if you weren't isolated, they still wouldn't bother you. I just think if you are being seen and you are you you have people in your life that are not giving you toxic positivity? My hope, and I think will happen, is when you hear those for people that are just, oh, that's just sad, and they don't have the capacity for me, it would hurt a little less. Now, if that is your best friend, is that if it's your mom, that's gonna hurt. And that is something to grieve. That is completely I'm kind of talking about the lady that you sit next to at like a wedding shower or something that's just like, this is just nonsense. Like I'm not going to get any of my needs met from this human. Like but that, that's you, kind of what I'm talking about. But wouldn't you say too, that even if it was yes. like a sibling or a mom or yes. someone like that, you, yeah. you still would want to add in people who are ref- able to hold your reality. My just caveat would be that would probably really hurt. It would hurt more. It yeah, would hurt right. more and hurt deeper. And it's probably how it would hurt less would be to get your needs met other places, but also to grieve that relationship. I'm not grieving the lady at the shower that's giving me the, oh my gosh, you've adopted two kids. You look out, you're going to get pregnant. I, I'm not going to grieve that person at all. If that was my mom or my best friend be, or my sister, different, yeah. coworker, it would just be different. So I think that, yes, even if it was your mom that was saying that to you and you got your needs met, yes, it would feel better. Not feel better. It would hurt less. Yeah. But I think that there are some people that are in our lives that are those toxic positivity people that you have to add the grief on top of it. So get your needs met with safe people and have people in your life that are not toxic positivity people and grieve. Does that make sense? I think it makes all the sense in the world. Like I had a lot of ladies at the salon that would like just be walking by me because I don't know, I knew everybody's clients and I was like friendly with everybody. And literally I got told probably twice a week, you have any kids? You're not getting any younger. And it's just like, I'm not going to, that's going to maybe enrage me and it's going to have that, Staples button go ignorant, <laughs> but I'm not going to grieve that person. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was my best friend, I would grieve. Yeah. And regardless of the person, 
adding people and yeah. adding places that accurately reflect your reality is incredibly important. Yes. Because it gives you a break from that diet of positivity. So basically it boils down to, Doug, what you're telling people is they need to eat less cheese. Well, please don't hear me. On a physical level, eat as much cheese as you'd like. Because I'm going to have a salad right now and you better believe it's going to have feta on top. (laughs) You better believe. Let's have some cheese at the Super Bowl. Yes, cheese is the best. But also, just for if you really knew us, you would know we bought a bunny a year ago and his name is Cheese. Yeah. So this whole entire time I've had to psycho in the back or this whole entire time in the back of my brain, I had to be like, is he talking about the bunny or is he talking about cheese? Actual cheese. Is he talking about the goat cheese or he's talking about the bunny, the cheese? Cheese, the bunny. To be very clear, I am not talking about eating cheese, the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Just cheese, Good. real cheese. Good. Okay. So don't eat, don't eat our bunny, please is what I'm trying to say. a show produced by The Nonprofit, uniquely knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful for all of our amazing donors that we have who support our work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check out our website at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. This is just the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings and you are hurting, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups and talk to Doug and I, please follow the link in our show notes.